The following is a recording of Barbara Batten speaking at the United Against Hate rally in March of this year. I recorded it not for public consumption. In that moment, I recorded it because every interaction I've ever had with Barbara had been enriching, very enriching. And I knew that she was going to say something that would bolster me spiritually and that I would want to hear again. So I recorded it for myself, never originally intending to share it with anyone. In fact, her words were so moving to me that in the background, you can hear my mad poetic scribblings on paper as ideas were coming to me of um, some of the less tangible things that were occurring in that space. I'm grateful to Barbara for the time that um, I spent with her. I know that those who were her close friends and family um, must and will miss her dearly. I'm very, very, very grateful that my path crossed hers. And I hope that anyone listening to her talk at the gathering United Against Hate um, will really think on the, the task that she gives us, the assignment she gives us about indifference. I'd like to invite Ms. Barbara Baden uh, from the Progressian uh, Church to come to the podium, please. ourselves to living deeply rooted in our faith traditions, all of which, all of which know the devastating power of hatred, its explosive violence in the public view, and its insidious, corrosive, cancerous erosion of our own hearts. We are here to publicly bear witness to the power of love as articulated at the core of all our traditions. We are here to say to the world again, 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 and again, there is another way. I am here tonight because I believe this is where Jesus would be. We are also here to look around this room at all the others who are here tonight. Look around. All, look, standing room only. And to remember those who could not be here but who stand with us in our commitment. We need to know we are not alone in walking in the way of peace, in our working to change the world to transform fear into trust, hatred into love, isolation into community. It is far too easy for us to encounter the news 
and find our first response to be a clenched fist or a hardened heart. We need to share our sorrow and our mourning so that we may cleanse our hearts and open our hands so that the power of the great love of the universe may flow through us, may flow through us in healing for the victims and their families in New Zealand, for that country as it comes to confront a new sense of its own identity, for our close families and friends, and even closer, for our own lives. Otherwise, the violence that erupts with fear, hatred, and isolation, isolation claims us as victims as well. Otherwise, that faraway violence erodes us as well and destroys us as individuals and as a community. The authentic jihad, spiritual journey, the walking in the way of Allah, God, the Holy One of the Universe, learning to love in the midst of hate, being peaceful presences in the world of violence and war. This is a lifelong pilgrimage, and it is not a solo enterprise. It is one that requires companions to keep us honest, and to support us in our struggle to resist hatred and remain rooted in love. As important as all that is, there is work that requires even more of our commitment and willingness to risk. Hatred is not the opposite of love. Hatred rises out of woundedness in need of healing. It is alive and full of energy as is love. Hatred can be transformed. Hatred can be transformed. Mm. A long time ago, someone said, what did you think it was that needed to be loved? Jesus taught us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. Loving our enemies is absolutely essential and is excruciating work. However, what may be even harder is to willingly and consistently place ourselves in the conversation with those who are indifferent. Do not pay attention to what is happening in the places of violence in our world, global and local. In those conversations, we start from scratch from emptiness, from nothing. There is no energy which we may engage, no liveliness at all with which to connect. The loving kindness and creative power of God must flow from us. Melt the ice. Somehow provoke attention to the state of the world beyond a narcissism that pre prevents any consideration of others. We must be able to convince such folks that the news from New Zealand, though far away, applies to them, to us, to the whole world, and especially to their children and grandchildren, to our children and grandchildren. 
And so tonight, I implore us to leave this place committed not only to stand united against hate, but to be committed to at least one conversation, at least one conversation in the next week with someone who literally doesn't care and sees no need to care, who is not paying attention, who is self-absorbed or too busy to engage in the essential spiritual practice of living together in community. Please do this for Mukad Ibrahim, age three, the youngest victim of the mass murders in New Zealand. Please do this for my young Palestinian neighbors, Serene, age six, Juan, 11, Adam, 13, and for their next door neighbor, Allie, with long blonde hair and an Irish background. Please do this for my great nieces, Rebecca, Emmanuel, and Fern, and my great nephew, Birch. Please do this for all the children we love across the road and across the world. Thank you.